0: it's just not very often that i'm watching star trek and i say ew 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 ew, ew but that happened this episode <laughs>
1: <laughs> captains pod stardate 7033 23.1 welcome aboard the starship enterprise and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of star trek I'm your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me as always, she basically wants to turn my ship into a hotel, it's Ambassador Danae.
0: Come one, come all, just come hang out with us in the ship, there's plenty of room, the replicators will make whatever the fuck you want, it's gonna be so fun. Ambassador- also, <laughs> we have fresh towels, and a new pool, sure it's Certation Ops, but we clean it, so it's kinda like a bubbly pool you know sauna minus the really hot temperatures and also the bubbles are from living beings that probably would rather not spend their afternoon blowing bubbles for your pleasure mm-hmm. but you know what mm-hmm. you're our guest here on this enterprise hotel i love
1: that you're just stood in the cargo bay with the door open while we're at warp with a sign shouting all of this just like come yeah.
0: on come on
1: um, you're literally screaming into a void
0: Listen, we found out last time that space that has no corners, you can still be mm. cornered in space. You
1: can still be cornered, yeah. I love him so much. I love him. Why is he going to die this week? Why? Why <laughs> is, is he, he going, do you he's think going he is? to die? He's going oh. to die this uh, week or next week. Wow. He is a dead okay. man. He really okay. is.
0: Okay, cool. What
1: we're, we'll we're talking about, what we're talking about. Prepare yourself
0: him, emotionally for it, you know.
1: I'm not. There's no amount of preparation that will that will allow that death to be okay. Um, do you know how bold Todd Stashwick is? So episode one, like he's a bit of a dick, and like the fan reaction is a little bit mixed.
0: Uh, that's the actor the playing Shop. The, the actor plank. that
1: plays Captain okay. Shaw. Yeah, he has just spent the last week on the Star Trek cruise, which is this big cruise ship, oh, and it's dedicated. Dear. It's like a big Star Trek convention on a boat at sea, and he's what on it. the balls on this guy like he knows that his character is going to be divisive what am i gonna do the most hardcore committed trekkies i'm gonna put myself on a boat with them for a week like imagine how if his character had been really badly received like i love the balls on this man it's awesome but obviously he had a great time and like he lived up the that he's the captain of titan and oh yeah it looked like they all had a great time
0: oh man would you ever balls on him yeah, 100%. To, okay. In
1: a second. Sorry. Carry on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, there's just some things that you're really excited about, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. I wish I was I that kind it. of person that could... Uh, I, I'm trying to think of what what fandom-based thing would it have to be for me to be willing to get on a boat...
1: Okay, but is that but that's a boat thing because you don't like boats
0: right like you don't what like being for me would it have to be what what fan base thing would have to be happening floating on water for me to oh, just the, face the fear and do it mm-hmm.
1: i don't know if there's one that exists i don't I know don't if think there is. there's anything that would get you on there star trek's no. got to be close or lord of the rings um but i don't critical know if that's going to be maybe? enough if you knew that all of the critical role people were going to be there
0: nadpod maybe yeah like those those fan groups are amazing for me mm-hmm. and I feel like they're my people. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, I can see that. Star Trek is pretty close.
1: Mhm. Well, it's it's so fun. They have like a museum on there as well that had like a lot of the uniforms from this season of Picard. Like it was it was basically like season 3 Picard themed. Um I want to go so bad. <laughs> why didn't you <laughs> very expensive
0: how expensive
1: <laughs> i i can't remember i want to say it, it is thousands of dollars like it is it is expensive maybe next year amazing okay well this week we are talking about unsurprisingly episode three of season three of star trek Picard. um any predictions for this week the title is 17 seconds
0: 17 seconds is the title, or I'm supposed to know the title within 17 seconds.
1: Uh, yes, to both.
0: Ooh. So much can happen in 17 seconds. I learned so much when I was in live radio. Like, let's say you have a minute until you go live. You can totally go pee in that amount of time. You can run down mm-hmm. the hall, jump in the bathroom, do your thing, ju- wash your hands, run back down the hall, sit down and probably still have 20 seconds if you if you fast wait
1: what well, you can travel through time you can have a 17 second break leave come back and have 20 no, seconds minute. left i said a minute oh a minute right sorry i was imagining you doing all of that in 17 seconds
0: right of course no <laughs> but what i'm saying is that 17 seconds gives that, that that when you sit when i would sit down with just like 20 seconds to go into your live mm. you can assemble your thoughts you can catch your breath yeah. you can focus there's there's so much you can do. So even though it's a very short amount of time, it's incredible what you can accomplish Mm. in 17 seconds. But yeah, that that can mean anything. We know that they're going into a nebulous for a chase against this Mm -hmm. scary ship. So maybe it comes... Huh? What did I say?
1: You said nebulous.
0: Oh, but it's a nebula.
1: Nebula, yeah.
0: It Can a nebula be nebulous?
1: Oh, absolutely. It can be. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Leviosa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, I'm wondering if it has something to do with maneuvers or decisions that have to be made within that short amount of time mm. you never know it could be a 17 second long kiss
1: it could maybe 17 seconds is how long it took to conceive jack
0: <laughs> oh my god
1: <laughs> i'm <a> terrible <laughs> you're so bad <laughs> Picard's and Just yet... like beverly we were, it was 17 seconds how did we make a baby out of that
0: do we ever see picard kiss anybody
1: yes absolutely yeah okay. several times i don't
0: remember because i don't remember ever seeing it
1: don't know that it's an episode that we've watched.
0: Did we watch the one where
1: the captain is on holiday and he goes to ricer and does some archaeology? Archeolo- and then there's the Ferengi that's chasing after him and they're trying to get this special artifact that's this really dangerous weapon from the future.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. Yeah.
1: Riker sends him with this like sex statue and he puts it on display. <laughs> and they're just like, are you seeking j- Mahaj? It was j- a book. Ma-
0: it was a book he was reading he's, a book
1: he's reading a book and there's a little statue next to him and people keep coming up to him <laughs> saying are you seeking mahajaran jahamaran basically a blowjob. yeah and he's like why do you keep asking me for that <laughs> and he's like i'm going to kill right oh wait this is the episode where where he's like somebody gifted t- to you a friend and he's like you could say that somebody you love i wouldn't go that far
0: <laughs> yeah he's like fo- he's forced into a vacation. Mm. But I don't remember him kissing someone. Did he kiss the, the other archaeologist lady there? Yeah,
1: the archaeologist lady. They kiss, yeah. A few times. Well,
0: apparently yeah, get it, jiggy it wasn't that memorable. Or maybe I looked away for a split second because I was like, eating oh, you know, it. a pancake or something.
1: Yeah, you would have been eating pancakes at the time. There is no doubt about was, that.
0: Crumpets, mm. Marmite. I was mm. a little obsessed <laughs> while I was in Europe
1: all of the all of the european foods right i haven't got any better predictions for that (laughs) other than are we going to see geordie this week
0: uh now that you mentioned it sure (laughs) do you think we're going to see geordie do you know something i don't
1: no we just know that he's in this season and he's going to be coming soon um i don't know i don't
0: why do we know he's going to be coming soon
1: well we've seen him in the trailer
0: We don't know when he shows up, though. Sometimes trailers will show you something that happens the final episode. If we put him
1: in the finale and nothing else, I will riot. No, but I don't (laughs) think it'll be this week. I think it'll be a couple of weeks from now. I think this is going to be like a nebula submarine episode. Chasey, chasey. Nebulous. That's the one. Right. With that, we will see you over in 10 forward after we've watched the episode. Two to be, Mount. To the Titan. Welcome to Ten Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched. Most important question first, what is your beverly of choice?
0: What is my beverly of choice?
1: (laughs) See what I did there? See what I did beverage, beverly? Uh, (laughs) Hmm,
0: I (laughs) don't know. Like there was so much liquid in this episode, but none of it was really something that you wanted to drink. Like there's Mm -hmm. human blood and then there's like the liquid nature of a changeling. Um, But I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. that's ingesting a a being, um
1: probably yep, not yep. wise
0: to do that. So I think I'll just go with water.
1: <laughs> you just glass of water, nice. I want a glass of deuterium water.
0: This uh this episode had so much stress. I had dry mouth a couple times. So really? it's just just some water is <laughs> <That's> great.
1: Amazing. <laughs> just need to rehydrate because it's been you've been on edge the entire time. There were some like uncomfortable conversations in this episode. Yes. Uh-huh.
0: Yes. This this gave you all the anxiety. Hey.
1: Ambassador, give us the overview oh, of God the episode. Oh, um,
0: <laughs> Shit! I forgot Fuck. you were doing it as well. I was about to do it, but no. Okay. Do it. Picard, season three, episode three. Cheating. Has us realizing important things, like fan fiction for Rafi Wharf Is it an all-time high?
1: Mm-hmm. There it is.
0: And maybe the second most important question is, did they ever actually perform surgery on Shaw? And if so that guy doing they don't answer all those questions Um, but they do decide to answer the question what if Riker put Picard in his place Mm -hmm. what if Picard did have a son but didn't know about it what if they showed us really cool portal space battles so that we would forget all of our questions that's what you need to know about today's episode
1: heck yeah right okay what did you like about it Okay, overall thoughts and feelings about the the revelations and the developments and the overall feelings of um, episode three.
0: I had a blast. Yeah, did I you?
1: Did. Oh, I loved it. This is my favorite episode so far. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And I, I hope I'm going to keep saying that every week. But this was a this was an excellent, excellent episode. Um, and not just because of all of the the reveals and whatnot. I think it was just it was well paced, incredibly well acted. Um, well written and even the slightly cheesier bits that are a bit cliche were acknowledged and I could kind of let it pass as everyone kind of knows they're being a bit cliche but yeah no love this episode love what they're doing so many oh that was fucking cool moments um so yeah you tell I just completely overtook you so why did did you like it
0: oh my gosh (laughs) all those reasons yeah I wrote down many times that I was just really impressed with the way that they were telling their story in this episode. Mm -hmm. And I continue to just, it's not lost on me that these are characters that I watched when I was a child. And there's something really special about getting to see what they are doing on screen. Like these are all humans that decided to come back to the table and do the hard work of creating a show for us because there's a fan base that would really enjoy it. And I'm so fucking enjoying this. Like, i Mm. wish that this would have been season one of picard because this is what i wanted but like we said you kind of have to do the first and second season to gain the momentum to maybe get the the budget potentially to do what's happening now
1: okay yeah potentially that's the only thing i can think. think about
0: all the people that they're having to pay to create what we're watching and it's just It's paying off for me, the fan watching it. And I'm glad it's done this well. And, you know, I'm sure there's lots of different opinions about it. And that's totally fine. But like here in the moment, having just watched it, there are some phenomenal things that are happening. And I wrote down many, many times that I was just really excited to be like able to witness it. So I I had a blast. I think one of Mm -hmm. my favorite. There's so many things I liked about this episode. But that space battle stuff was delightful oh, like that was so fucking the cool Space again.
1: battle. yeah it's the i think it's the best space battle stuff we've seen
0: i don't i mean i haven't in, seen it in forever i mean i didn't see it in strange new worlds
1: no and strange new worlds has a couple of really good things but that, that's doing something very very different um what i've always loved about the movies where they've lacked in plot and um maybe originality they've always had incredible space battles like the big movie budget stuff always has incredible space battles. This feels like movie space battles. Like it's so fun to watch. Like there are some glorious shots of the Titan just as it's like coming into battle and then it like they get the dutch angle on the camera and it spins around and does a 180 and I'm a child. All right, it's not profound, <laughs> it's not big, it's not clever, but it is beautiful. It's so fun to watch. And we got phaser beams. We got a torpedo being blown up by a phaser and that's all I really wanted today. All right?
0: Well, then I guess that's the show. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to Captain's Pod, everybody. Yeah,
1: no sins this week. (laughs) Just one torpedo exploded by a phaser.
0: Um, I love it. It's just, it's great. I did too. I love it. And I like that they kind of revisited the battle multiple times because it was a cat and mouse game and we really got that feel. Um, Mm. There wasn't a lot of bad guy ship captain in this one, but when she was on screen, she was really calculated and scary. Mm. And I was glad that they didn't give her as much screen time because so much was happening on the Titan this episode. And I think we needed to be on the Titan for the amount of time that we were on because we were in sick Bay. We were in Mm -hmm. like, we were in the lifts. We were in parts of the ship that we haven't seen before that have gas leaks. We were in long hallways that nobody will see you plant a bomb in. We were on the bridge. Obviously we were just kind of, we were in seven's quarters while she was quarantined. So we really spent Mm -hmm. a lot of time like getting to know the ship, and the crew, and I—if yeah. they are laying the foundation Stand for up. a future Stand show, up. they're doing a good job because that this did a really is
1: really good job of it. Yeah. The kind
0: of exposure that you need. So anyhow, so we're on the Titan, but then when we pop back out into the space battle going on, they give us new things to think about. Like, of course, of fucking course, they're gonna shoot <laughs> into a portal, and it's gonna shoot themselves. Yeah. Of course, oh. but did we see it coming? <laughs> For some reason, no, I didn't see no. it coming because I was oh, so that was like my heart into sank. it. I know, I know. I oh. mean too. And how cool is it, it that so they well kind of can choreograph what essentially should be something where you're like, well, yeah, they're gonna use the portal gun to do the thing. But I was so mm. into each scene, each kind of like battle angle and everything that I didn't even perceive of it. I didn't even perceive of that yeah. being the big, you know, well, how often do we end an episode where our ship is in danger? unless you're going into a two-part episode back-to-back, you know, but this is not an episodic series. We're watching it a seasonal series, and so they get to do fun stuff like this where they leave us going, well, fuck, how are they going to get out of this one? And I liked it a lot. Mm,
1: Yeah, I love it. I Yeah, you would think that you should have seen that coming, the whole portal thing, because they telegraphed it earlier by just playing cat and mouse with the titan and just chucking it in one portal and out the other. But when they fire the torpedoes, it's kind of the momentum was building to this is how they're gonna escape. This is how they get back to Feder the to Starfleet and report on everything. I wasn't expecting them to be stuck in the nebula still. So the portal appears and I'm like, huh, I wonder where those torpedoes are. Oh no. Mm. Oh no. It's just the worst. So like it's a friendly fire just sucks. That's just you're doing all of the work for the other ship. Um kind of a way to use portals, like we we often see in marvel films the unimaginative ways that superpowers are used and how it ends up being a fist fight and no one's powers are are really used together and we're lucky if we see captain america reflect iron man's lasers with his shield that's about as imaginative as it gets we've got some really imaginative use of weapons here and like how to use the portal and we would have been sinning hey couldn't you use the portal to do this and just appear anywhere you want and it's 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 cool it, it, i think you can get away with a lot when you add a bit of i'm willing to forgive a lot when you can do something that uses a bit of imagination
0: yeah um, i think overall this episode you would describe both as a cat and mouse with a enemy on the exterior of the ship and a cat and mouse on the interior of the ship and they did a mm. good job and kind of like sitting back and letting that reveal itself kind of more towards the end Of the episode, but there was enough kind of sprinkling in that you could see it coming a bit and those wink and nods to this strange person that we've seen at Mm. the bar and in the Titan lineup when Picard and Riker enter the ship. and He was kind of the guy given the side eye. So they've done a good job of showing us from the start that there was something nefarious going on behind the scenes that they hadn't considered yet, but not like not giving it to us too much. So it's definitely a mystery um, I really loved Shaw being the one that couldn't let go of how they were being hunted. This, yeah, you have the captain of the ship, and you have the captain Riker, and then you have the admiral slash captain Picard, and you have the Fenris Ranger Seven. Of and now you've got these really powerful leaders, and so for the script and the writers to give each of them kind of an important role in the puzzle. I thought that was mm-hmm. really cleverly done as well, because it was Shaw holding on to Jack saying, how is she hunting us? Like, how is she finding us? Mm. And Jack sort of thinking about leaving a trail. I made a wrong assumption that I thought that the like pulse, the that w- the ship kept it being pulsed while they're in this nebula. And I thought that it was one of the interesting weapons that maybe the ship had where it was able to send a pulse out that would not Mm. find the ship through normal means but through some kind of a bio residue and maybe they had jack's dna somehow and i thought maybe they were like hunting him from place to place to place um but there's still more to be found out about that like we still don't know why they're going for jack that would
1: be that would be really really clever because it would explain why like the klingons came after him why they kept turning up um when they were on the the ilios so i was kind of with you on that one um But sabotage is also pretty cool. Sabotage
0: Sabotage? is interesting, but it doesn't, it's also like that carries back through so many other questions about like, obviously Beverly wasn't sabotaging the ships and they were able to hunt them before. So I'm curious Mm. how this person was put on the Titan and they knew that the Titan was going to have Jack and like, cause that guy was already on the Titan. So I think
1: the answer to that might be a lot of ships have a changeling on board. Gotcha. Not that makes Not just sense. the Titan. Or else that would be a huge, huh, didn't we get lucky? Like, yeah. Jack ends up on the one ship that we have a changeling on board. I think this is spread throughout the most important ships in, in Yeah, let Yeah,
0: let's pull that detail out because obviously this episode is also about the big reveal that the bad guy here mm. is a changeling and they're uh-huh. bringing up the dominion war i've heard this word before when we were watching deep yes. space nine when i was in europe and you and my friend jen and i went on a deep space nines binge for like two days we just had it on the tv non-stop
1: <laughs> mm, oh man we watched it's so somebody in the chat mentioned man sure would have been wouldn't it have been oh isn't ian kicking himself that he didn't do some ds9 episodes well we did just not as part of the show we actually watched 10 episodes from season seven of the Dominion War arc, so...
0: Not that I understood what that was about at the time either, to be honest with you. (laughs) So I I remember those words, but I guess I'm curious from your perspective, because you are such a Trekkie, like, how do you feel about Mm. the reveal that the changelings are involved, the bringing up the Dominion War and kind of the implications of what's going on? We still have mysteries to solve, like, what were they actually trying to... The portal gun wasn't the big weapon, like, what did they actually steal? So there's just that intrigue Mm -hmm. there. So we don't know everything yet, but what do you feel about like this first sort of the writer saying, without a question, here's a little bit of what we're doing right now?
1: Overall, I love it. I'm really, really happy. Overall, it's very safe. This is a very, very safe direction to take the final season of Picard. And I completely get it. And I don't disagree with it at all. But calling back to a big bad guy from Deep Space Nine that isn't as popular as TNG so isn't going to be as well known as the Klingons or the Romulans but are still a huge huge threat and a huge huge part of Star Trek lore. It's really really smart. It's really really clever. So instead of risking because if you create a new bad guy a new alien race you've got to you've only got 10 episodes to make them really punchy and to make them really really memorable. So I think their only option was to pull back from something in the past that still packs a wallop and is still really fun and still has a lot to explore like there's so much about the founders and the changelings that that we don't know and at this point i think we're 20 what are we gonna be yeah we're 20 years removed from the dominion war so they've had two decades to kind of rebuild re-establish themselves even though we've been told this is an offshoot um yeah they've had 20 years to plan and scheme and embed themselves in starfleet so yeah, I think it's, I, I'm i all here for it. There is something niggling in my head that says it was too safe and I would like to see them do something different, but I would rather them not take the risk and just do something really fun because this allows them to loop in a lot from Deep Space Nine. It gives Worf a reason to be really invested because he fought in the Dominion War yeah. and was on the on the front line on Deep Space Nine. So it's. I think it's really, really smart. Well, that's and- good
0: because he, he was the person in this episode that had, the information that we, the viewer who doesn't know what's going on needed. Cause he was able to kind of like mm-hmm. bring Rafi up and it makes sense that it was his character doing that. I I'm, I'm okay with the, the bad guy being maybe a simple reach for a fan and also just something interesting to think about for the medium fan like myself, because
1: mm-hmm. this
0: is about Riker and, or this is about Picard's, you know, legacy. This isn't, this isn't the beginning of a brand new, Exactly. uh, You could get distracted by thinking, oh, we got a good bad guy. Let's go after the bad guy. But the show Mm -hmm. has just a few more episodes to do what Picard wants to do. Not Picard the character, Picard the show. And the writers Mm -hmm. for Picard wants to accomplish. So maybe they're introducing kind of something that's going to pop up in a spinoff of some kind. You know, who knows? Who knows?
1: No, but I think it's really, really smart because... It does, and there's such a negativity around the word fan service, but this is good fan service. This is servicing the fans in the right way while also being able to tell a story about Picard because I don't have to worry too much about who... I'm, I'm sure there'll be more to know about Vadik as it goes on, but whether she's a changeling or not, I don't have to worry about this new alien species. I can focus on, oh, cool, the, the changelings are back. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's see them fuck things up because they were like as big a threat as the Borg in a lot of ways because they were like infiltrating all levels of Starfleet. They can be literally anybody and it's it's a really, really cool concept. Is there a
0: way to tell who they are though, or?
1: There was. You can can test their, you can basically do a blood test on them. Like if you can get a sample of their blood they can't exactly replicate blood. Um, And they did have this, I think it was like a gas that you could release or some kind of Grenade that they had, which if you basically trap them, you can force them to turn back into a liquid. Now, wh- and apparently, apparently, if you punch them in the face, it makes them go wobbly. Which save that for the sins, but yeah, you, you, whether they've adapted to make that stop being a thing, you can, you can expose them. But you got to test everybody, right? And then you got to test them again. It would, and then you got to keep testing. It them. would
0: be like a um, protocol that before you start working on a starship, you have a blood test but it would have to be daily
1: i mean that already is the protocol but it would have to be just because you tested them yesterday doesn't mean they're not a changeling today because they could have been taken out and replaced oh, you never know when someone is going to be replaced oh my could god be anyone
0: can they can they take the form of like a dog uh yeah can they take yes, the they form can. of a anything. desk yes Inanimate no objects. they can't
1: literally anything that's too, like, could be that's sitting too powerful on
0: one. We, are, we already have a queue issue
1: <laughs> literally anywhere It could be the Titan. No, it couldn't be the Titan because that's got too many moving parts. That's crazy.
0: um, Okay, so it's
1: the T one thousand. So
0: that's just kind of blowing my mind. (laughs) Yeah. A bit. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Super nervous about whatever's going to (laughs) happen next. Like it doesn't seem like there's Uh really any way to battle that.
1: So the the one big weakness is that they have this illness that has spread through. so they mentioned the wolf. Mentioned the Great Link, yeah. And that is the the planet where they live. And they all kind of collect together into this big puddle, and they they kind of share thoughts, and they're just this one big thing. There's a disease that's spreading through them that doesn't have a cure, um, and they're kind of looking for galactic domination. To yeah, because they see solids as a threat. Right. So they were kind of battling this disease and battling solids, who they think are lesser lesser beings.
0: But just a quick question, like as they reform into whatever they reform into are they still so, so they are individuals within the goo
1: yeah they still have individual thoughts okay. but they are a collective thought so could process could the they link. just
0: decide that one individual just takes all the disease goo and then no one else has it no well that's stupid <laughs> yes <laughs> all right no offense um, star yeah, trek I, writers
1: yes. <laughs> but work out your goo, goo bad guys more um,
0: well, do you want to get into some some specifics of stuff that you really enjoyed or
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um I okay, let's let's hit let's hit Beverly and Gates McFadden. Acting her pants off. Like I just for the just for the record, we'll put, he's
0: talking about the US version of pants and not the uh, UK version of pants. Oh
1: no, I was speaking of the UK version, Oh, but shit. there go. Yeah. <laughs> just acting okay, everything oh off. Now there are two different there's two different discussions here. We're not talking about whether Beverly was right or anything like that. But Gates' acting in that performance is incredible. It's so, so good. Well-directed, well-acted, well-written. Whether or not you you agree with where she's coming from, I get the motivation, I get the logic. And it was just a really... It wasn't a long scene, didn't drag out for too long. It was just a really compact back and forth between them, talking about something that has to be dealt with right then and there. Um, and just really well acted from both of them but Gates in particular just I think she did a great job how did that moment hit you
0: Mm, um, it was really uncomfortable um, Mm -hmm. because it was like watching your parents argue or something yeah you know this beloved people and you're like oh this is oh we're gonna sit in this we're not cutting away (laughs) this isn't one of those moments where it's like a fade to black we'll come back to this later No, 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 no. We're going to listen to them talk for a while. And it was so needed. It's just like it was such an important thing because you can't. I I would have been so upset if they would have skipped over that conversation. A really important conversation of why Beverly didn't tell Picard that he had a son. It's big. And I think that it was brave for the writers to decide that it was because she thought that she was doing what was best to keep her son protected, mm-hmm. and I thought that the writers were brave to point out that Picard was like also my son, though, right? Like that could mm-hmm. have changed everything, and I thought that they hit the important kind of highlights of what that conversation would be, and it would have failed completely if, yeah, if Gates McFadden and um, why can't I think of uh, Pat, Sir Patrick Stewart if they wouldn't have mm-hmm. had the dedication to really bring it. To the painful places, it was really hard to watch because I could see their pain. Like they they were both in a lot yeah, of pain. Both of them. And we don't have to get into what we think about the right or wrong decisions are, but I really thought that it was well done. And um I completely agree with one of the comments that came in when we were kind of talking about this. Um Nick said I love how they take a situation like Beverly leaving, start out with a not reasonable excuse, and then build it and to actually understand Beverly's point. She was wrong, but she wasn't. And that was, I, I wanted to say that, but I thought that mm-hmm. Nick kind of like said it really well. It's uncomfortable no matter what, but I could see both perspectives. And that yes. says something about not just the writing, but how they're performing it. And, but the writing has to sing and it has to sing in a way where it it's building. Like, and it, it got to the mm-hmm. point where it's like, I, I was watching a tennis conversation. Like, okay, good point. You. Okay, good point. You okay? Yeah. You know, just uh, looking back uh, at forth. Counterpoint, good. And the awkwardness melted away until it was like, wow, how do you sit with that? You know, what what is Picard yeah. going to do? And he walks out of that conversation like, I've been cut out of this decision. I've been cut out of this life. I've been, and there is nothing for me to do here right now except for solve a major problem of us surviving. And he just quickly yeah. shifts gears again. And I don't think he had anything else to do, like him walking out and telling his son, "I'm sorry, I wasn't there." he shouldn't have to apologize for that. That was a decision that Beverly made. And it also was interesting that they wrote in that Jack had decided in his adult life, not to pursue a relationship with Picard because then that means Picard is also considering that it was Jack's wishes to not know him either. And so Picard Mm -hmm. has been super fucking rejected. And then he goes on in this episode to be super fucking rejected by his best friend, Riker in other ways and it's just hard to watch (laughs) like it's just hard
1: Picard getting beaten up again it
0: is yeah what I why that
1: scene is so great for me why I love it so much is the show isn't making a judgment about who is right and who is wrong and which side of the argument you should come down on here it is presenting both sides of the fact now I'm not a parent so I can't I won't be able to fully relate to either sides of the argument, but I can empathize somewhat. And we kind of forget that sometimes humans are fallible beings, including the ones that we put on screen. Beverly is a living, breathing character that can make whatever decisions she wants. And there's no reason to say that she's right or wrong. We can, based on what we think and how we might have handled it. And maybe she thinks that, she would should have handled it differently but she doesn't apologize no i really 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 like that in this scene it would have been very easy to say i'm sorry jean-luc i regret it but no i bet she doesn't no i I don't think she she does fully aware of how morally questionable what she did was but she protected her child in the best way she knew how
0: and she thinks that what's happening is still related to picard because she said that this is a this is a warship with the yeah. car sized enemies behind it. And so she's still thinking that she couldn't protect yeah. her son. And I'm wondering if the writing will turn that on its head and be like, actually, this is your fault, Beverly. Uh, so, but we'll see. Oh, this
1: is something, oh because, man, that would be a bit, bit dicky.
0: Honestly, th- that was interesting as well. I didn't have to understand the references of the stories, but when they reference their history, they reference how many times they broke up, they reference their troubles, yeah. they reference like-
1: Oh, that's all post movie stuff as well. That's all stuff we haven't seen.
0: They reference that you know she would try to reach out to him and there was a this thing and then there was a that thing and then there was this thing. And you're just like kinda like, Yeah, Picard's a dangerous, like he's a well known mm-hmm. target. And so I can understand why she would want to to protect I mm. my instinct is that there might have been other ways to do so, but those choices weren't yeah.
1: made. But it allowed um, Picard is allowed to be outraged as well oh, in yeah. the scene. He's allowed to say you didn't give like that is having a choice like making the wrong choice, quote unquote, can haunt you. Not even having a chance to make that choice stings. That hurts that you have robbed me of the chance to weigh in and even have a part of the most important thing I could ever do. So we're, we we get the outrage at Beverly. We get a good argument from her about why she did it. Um, everybody can be wrong, everybody can be right at the same time, but I, I think it was probably one of the it's not the first time we've ever seen a oh it's my son and you ran away with him and didn't give me a chance to be a part of his life storyline, but it's one of the best written ones that I've seen in terms of that argument coming to a head. Um,
0: I think what makes it good is that there's so much history that we've seen as fans. I don't feel Mm -hmm. that if I had seen that scene and didn't know those characters, I'm not sure that I would have felt the same feelings that I'm feeling when I was watching this because there's such a history between them and it's just so fucking powerful to see them on the screen like that to look at gates mcfadden and and her beautiful face and that voice that i know so well that's still so strong coming out of that you know aged body and it's just like man this is fucking cool (laughs) this is really cool anyway it's it's difficult to watch it's a difficult topic um to think about but i thought that they handled it really well personally and they got it over with at the beginning too so we didn't have to like wait to Uh have it
1: We're not waiting for it for the entire episode. Just get it done. It's really, really smart on the pacing front. And it kind of gave the fans exactly what we wanted. We wanted Beverly and um, Picard to hook up and have a relationship. They have, like, in the the intervening 26 years since we last saw them, there were six years where they did try, and they were on and they were Mm -hmm. off, and it was complicated as relationships are. And they did get together, but it's not, it It would have been a little bit cheap to say hey they got married and just because you wanted it and
0: honestly thank you thank you for showing me an example of two people that try and it just doesn't work it just doesn't it ends up going Mm. someplace you don't want it to go um yeah if i can transition us kind of speaking of things that they decided to deal with kind of right at the beginning we find out Mm. really quickly what the 17 seconds is in reference to on this title oh yeah because it uh-huh. has a before scene which instead of saying like 15 years ago which they just said before and i thought that was super fucking clever yeah. because oftentimes it's like you know 10 years ago and so you're doing the calculations and it doesn't match up when you rewatch these things in the future but this is a oh, clever yeah. way uh-huh. to just say before and just you can kind of build the assumptions and sort of fill in the blanks or whatever mm-hmm. we see this um Interaction between Picard and Riker at a bar, and Riker is celebrating the arrival of his son Thaddeus, who I believe mm-hmm. is the one that's now yeah, that's his son who passed away, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. And so he was who could
1: have been cured by datas right? Positronic.
0: Band. That's right. And we sort of learned that the seventeen second idea is that it's a very very long amount of time to spend in a lift going to sickbay to see if there's something wrong with your child uh silly me didn't think about that also circling back around as a nice little wink Uh for picard later in the episode but i should have (laughs) seen that coming
1: like nice plants that you did nice plotting um yeah really really nice touch that was really well done
0: yeah because they kind of the idea that riker has this multiple times during this episode to encourage picard to do something about being a father or about learning more about jack and Picard, I think, rightfully is like this. Is not the right time, man. And he and Riker says, I agree. Also, with this, you don't really have any time, man. Like you, some yeah. someday you're this not going to it. have any time, and then you're going to want to have had all the time. Mm-hmm. And so Riker is talking from experience, and Picard is talking from his own experience. And I think that was really kind of done well. Well done. And the back and forth lift ride. What a great way at the very end to show Picard. Wondering if Jack is going to be alive uh, at the end of this episode. Just going back and forth between Jack possibly dying and Picard stuck in that lift for 17 seconds before he can get to sickbay. Yeah. That is all we need to believe that Picard has realized he wants to have a relationship. We don't have to have anything else. They don't have to show us anything else. They have literally just let us have a massive character development in just these few frames. And I thought that was really brilliantly done personally. Oh, that was good storytelling. Yeah,
1: and and nothing nothing really brings it home like near death experiences. Mm-hmm. That nothing puts it into perspective, even for somebody that deals with it all the time. When you can have this ambiguous thing of the ship may be destroyed and we're all gone, but when something has specifically targeted Jack, then he's like, ah, oh, I'm okay. Missed the last twenty years. Can't do anything about that. Got to do something about the present and right now, especially if I'm about to get us all kicked. Yeah. But no, really, really liked that. Um, I'm liking Jack more and more Me too. as well. Yeah. Like, I love that we got to see Jack and Beverly back at work and watching Beverly be a doctor was just that was incredible. was so cool. <laughs> Oh, I loved it so much. Um, yeah. I don't think we had to do it at the expense of the current chief medical officer. But fine, okay, you do you show. But I think both things can be true. You can have two very intelligent, powerful doctors that are both right for different reasons. Beverly kind of made her look a bit stupid in this episode. Yeah. I don't like it. I like to elevate elevate everybody. There's
0: something to be said about experience. And, you know, I'm somebody who watches the trash show Grey's Anatomy from time to time. And uh, there's always yeah. like the young ones that come in that know stuff but ha- don't have the experience and then there's the o- the older ones that have been around for a while that kind of go, "Hey, you know, I've seen this a few times and I thought that it was a good reminder that Beverly's not just retired and gone off hanging out somewhere. She's actively mm. been helping people for a long time." Yeah, And uh, yeah, sometimes equipment fails and they don't see something big uh, later on. And maybe that doctor would have completely had it and found it and figured it out and and been able to save Shaw, but maybe not. And it was an interesting way to kind of bring them all together. Uh, Should we talk about Shaw for a second? No.
1: Let's do it. Let's talk about Shaw.
0: Yeah, let's do it. All right. Like, it's just not very often (laughs) that I'm watching Star Trek and I say, "Ew, ew, 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 ew. Oh, but that happened this episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. It was it was a really really clever way to get um, Riker in the captain's seat without killing Shaw. And I I doth my cap to cap <laughs> to the show for not just needlessly killing off Shaw and actually incapacitating him. But I ju- I love how he's got the, the 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 I don't know what the girth the like fortitude to stand up on his broken leg and be like. Fuck you, Riker, get us out of this. I'm off to sick bay. I got a broken leg. Some of my insides are leaking. I didn't I love it. say ew, just like, ew with a
0: broken leg. Oh my god. Mine did you say? was ew, 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 when he just starts blood starts oh. spilling out of his oh. head.
1: I was like really nervous that we were gonna see like his skull open or like my last image of Shaw was gonna be like Glenn from Walking Dead and his eye had popped out or something. But yeah, he was in a rough shape.
0: It was bad. Like I just I uh, watched the newest season of the challenge and there's this one girl who like breaks her face in five places during the finale and you see it happen. And I don't, I'm assuming that they've added in some like audio enhancements to make it even more cringy, including the spilling of blood sound. But that was all over this episode. And I'm not sure if I'm feeling a little bit queasy because I literally watched someone almost (laughs) die. A uh-huh. real person on a reality TV yeah. show, mm-hmm. not a character at all. And here Shaw gets bonked and he's like leaning over and it's just this blood spilling. And I'm having flashbacks to this episode of The Challenge. I'm like, oh my shit, that's not good. And then <laughs> then he stands up and you're like, oh, okay, also not good. Not good, not good. The not good, not gross. good. But he's yeah. still, like I said earlier, he still like ends up essentially helping to save the day because he... Gives He's that right. push to like uh-huh. figure out how we're being tracked, which was really essential.
1: He is still in Captain's brain. All he can think about is how can I save my ship. He has an epiphany and just passes it on to the nearest person that he can, and that happens to be Jack. I I think sure is deliberately being built up as a very intelligent, a very determined my, what Like Captain, like my favorite bit of the show is Picard just like, huh? I have to go and apologize to the captain, and I'm like, yeah, I you fucking that. do. Yeah, yeah, you do.
0: And Shaw, man, he was so fun. There was that moment when they're all trying to like look out the windows and stuff, and then that first like weird pulse that's also organic
1: mm. comes
0: through, which I have a theory about the uh why that's happening, by the way.
1: Mm, okay, okay, um, okay I guess we'll
0: get to that in predictions. Yeah, um, predictions. But he he goes well, that was fun. Anyone else want to throw more weird shit at me? Like <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's just <laughs> so funny. I was like, keep it coming. Come on. Throw something <laughs> else. Is Q here? Like, uh, just give me something else to talk about.
0: But then you get I to see it. his grit when he's still determined. So I liked uh, Shaw. It was just enough Shaw and then fully into Riker and Captain and Captain Picard into like their their captain mode. So. Never enough Shaw. Never enough oh, Shaw. 100% Shaw. Um, what have we got? Ooh. I I, I do want to say this about shot too. There was, he, while he was still captain, uh, captaining the, the, the ship, there was that mm-hmm. cool scene. I thought it was cool. Maybe it's kind of lame where he actually changes over the workstation and he relieves the ensigns of duty because they'd been on shift for yes, too long. I had that as well. And they got what to like nice go sleep. Touch. And then he yes. turns on music for the whole ship, which I think is hilarious. Which, and, <laughs> Did he? Yeah, there's that music that like kind of um, classical music starts playing. Oh,
1: I thought that was just in Seven's room. Oh no! Did he Maybe. turn that on for everyone?
0: She well, I, I thought, thought Seven started... was
1: trying to relax and then oh. got pissed off and turned it off. I, well, It'd I be kind it... of weird if he forced classical music onto everyone. Uh,
0: that's what I thought he was doing. Like, <laughs> okay, everyone, it's time to chill out. We're gonna do this while having a battle. Because I thought that they Nap were time. still showing the bridge whenever that music came on. So I just assumed they were.
1: I just think it's okay. one of those scene transitions. Like the transition. Or sometimes oh, you'll see. see the dialogue stop okay, okay, before okay. we okay. get there. All right, but all right. I, I get, and that would be incredible. But <laughs> be I thought so it was
0: hilarious. I thought he was trolling everyone. Mozart. I know. <laughs> and like the whole entire crew was like, God damn it, Shaw, not again. Not you know?
1: again. <laughs> we prefer the jazz. He, like, imagine he's... if the captain could just impose whatever music you'd, you'd want on them.
0: Why not? <laughs> just open comms and then just like stick up a little recorder to it. Like da da
1: da, da 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 Computer, ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, What have we got? Okay, let's transition into Rafaela and Warth. Oh, how good was it to see Worf them together. saying his thing? It's a great pair. It's a pairing that makes 100% sense. It really does. She is this raw, like, broken person that is just full of fire and fury. And it's exactly the kind of person that Worf would be able to relate to. And I... So when the trailer came out, and the the I think the only line we had from Worf was... I'm a pacifist now, which was obviously played for laughs in the trailer, but certain sections of the internet were like, Worf isn't a pacifist, he's a warrior. And okay, that may have been a poor thing to put in the trailer, but I think it makes complete sense what he's doing now. We've got, again, 20 years, which is longer than we've known him for, we have now not known him for, and he is going on a journey. He is, yes, he still has the capabilities to be a warrior, but... He's not all death and glory, and this is a good day to die. I love the nuance, and I think it makes sense.
0: Man, uh, if the best part of this was the battle, like visually was the battle, the best characters were definitely Worf and Rafi, and it is Mm. so nice to see them singing together because they do have some really interesting personality traits that complement each other nicely. Like, what character on screen does rafi really respect and is curious about Mm -hmm. there was that such a funny moment when he's like we're gonna go hunt this guy we're gonna figure it out and you're gonna be doing this with me and he walks away and she's like okay okay, yep 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 mm -hmm." but then she goes Mm -hmm.
1: cool i'm in it (laughs) and she's kind of like she's ready to be put down again and wolf's just like yeah it's fine i'm just fucking with you let's go like we're teaming up now and i love that you don't you don't not everything has to be conflict i don't need wharf to be convinced to take raffi like he knows how capable raffi is i love that that he's just like cool we're partners now let's do it let's fuck shit up well and
0: they they start off bickering a bit you know back and forth which is super fun and delightful to hear yeah um so he starts off by going like um i'm wharf son of mog house of martok (laughs) son of sergi or whatever house of uh House of whatever, Bane to the Durus family. like And he's like, whoa, yes. these are all really important things. And then Slayer of Garon or something. And I'm just like, uh-huh. fuck yeah, you are, Worf. The Chancellor. And then he goes, and I've made some chamomile tea. Would you like some? And it's just <laughs> so perfect. And it makes me remember all the reasons I love Worf. Because even in TNG, when he would begin to like, go tit for tat with somebody or kind of get into some sort of an argument of a conversation the way he converses is always really interesting to me so to have that still be part of his character now is it feels right it feels like they're not forgetting who Worf Absolutely. is you know so like yeah there's all this history and stuff but there's still this familiarity not just because of who he is not because of he's acted by the same person not because he looks incredible Like there's still this familiarity because of his personality, and that was really fun to see. Because when they're going back and forth, and she's like, "I was right," and you told me to disengage, and he's like, "I mentioned that you were gonna die. I also was right." And it's just the way they sort of like go back and forth was really delightful. Um, it's so great
1: beheadings are on Wednesdays (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) yeah and just like the whole opening moment where he's doing his like wharf Tai Chi thing you know like where Mm. he's in front of that cool which I believe last season that backdrop though on a different ship was really powerful because it housed the Borg Queen and this Mm. year that really interesting sort of ship like backdrop is now for like these interesting scenes like we're seeing now that kind of Mm-hmm. like amplify these really powerful oh, characters so i am super much. happy yeah i uh, they they delighted me pretty much at every turn
1: completely i lo- and it's i think it's what raffi needed i think it's it's a really good way to continue her story to i don't want to sound patronizing but give her a mentor as well and give her some like direction um and just massive props to michael dawn So much of Worf, yes, is in the writing, but it's in the line delivery as well. His cadence, just the way, uh, all I could hear was, good tea, nice house, when he's talking about the tea, and just how he's talking about the journey that he's going on, and talking about Raffi, he's very matter-of-fact, you have the heart of a warrior, let's go, and it wasn't too wordy, it wasn't too much, and just imagine leaving something behind for 20 years, and then coming back into those shoes and just immediately inhabiting wharf again just massive props to michael dawn um yeah so so good
0: to me you Incredible. know i would just make an assumption that it would be like just slipping back into a really comfortable coat and you just know how to yeah. wear it you know but that's not always the case like he may have left that character behind and then he has to go and refined it and obviously there's lots of material he can watch to refine it because we have this beautiful thing where we have archived these shows we get to see them again I remember you telling me about uh, Doctor Who where there's all these episodes that they're literally you saw them or you didn't because they didn't save them. So we're watching kind of like a this historical evolution of storytelling where franchises have a chance to bring back characters that have aged and we get to watch that happen. And I hope that there's other shows that will be able to have the funding and the fan engagement and the design and the desire to create something really good like this. because Warf, is perfection he's he a is, fan he's per fucking affection i am he so really i'm is. so happy to see him
1: i am so glad he has made the most on-screen appearances before well, we get into a debate about who has appeared in most episodes um yeah he's what a great cat. and it's so star trek as well to have a klingon an alien be the person that's made the most on-screen appearances not even a human so <laughs> i love him and this is a great return this is like my he said about that comfortable blanket it's the the most immediately I've been taken back into a character, I'm like, oh, that's Worf. Like that—that that is 100% <laughs> Worf in front of me, um, doing his calisthenics, drinking some tea. He, he's going to get some prune juice. I mean, he's going to have prune juice at some point.
0: Listen, well, we're talking about c- fun stuff too, but they fucking torture a dude. Let's get let's let's not forget in this episode. Well, they attempt also, to.
1: They don't actually get to the torturing.
0: I'm pretty sure he was being electrocuted.
1: No, no, no. They were just handcuffs um, that he was trying to break out of. He wasn't being tortured yet. Hmm and he i was, think
0: that he was definitely being mentally tortured
1: <laughs> um yeah mentally yeah with the quips and stuff i thought he was being the... physically tortured as well i don't think so not okay. yet starstruck's pretty careful about that but okay. i do love the good cop bad cop But <laughs> Worf is the good cop somehow yeah
0: he's like <laughs> i remember what it was like to be unhinged essentially yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was much like you before it's so and then but Rafi, what what i mentioned about like some of it being a bit cliche it gets saved when Rafi is just like i'm gonna vomit my tea like it's,
0: it's so it's funny. overly
1: sincere but it's the point he's supposed to be overly sincere yeah, so, yeah it was great
0: it. they they kind of just naturally filled in these roles because they're both super intense people who are very hyper focused yeah. and i think Worf is enjoying this parts of Rafi, and instead of like shaming her for her intensity he's like fuck yeah let's go you know because yeah. that's his personality and then they murder someone so that's cool <laughs>
1: matter a changeling all right they're pretty evil we're allowed to kill the changelings
0: oh i see okay
1: Mm -hmm. um what else did we have i think we've hit most of the big moments i think the other like the the dynamic we haven't talked about is picard and riker
0: yeah i want to talk a little bit more about jack too um go for it and i also want to talk a little bit about like the the, the, la forge and then yeah riker and picard so which ones do you want to hit
1: Oh, well let's do let's do let's do LaForge. Let's do that, LaForge and Seven.
0: How did you feel about LaForge being mentioned by the daughter in this episode? Did that feel forced to you? Because I thought for sure that LaForge was gonna come into this episode when she's like, My dad is super amazing and he <laughs> wouldn't be doing anything like this if he were around. Gosh golly, <laughs> yes, seven. Would. People like me and you, we should stick together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I It does come across a bit overly sincere, but it's another one of those moments where Seven is like, this feels rehearsed. And we, it is an inexperienced officer that what we've missed there is her building up the courage to go and talk to Seven. That's so true. she's just there and she's turned up. If we'd have seen her like kind of rubbing her hands together and kind of being a bit, oh, do I go and do this? Um, I would get it a bit more. But there's so much we don't know about this character as well. Um, I just mean, I thought it was so telegraphed. Well, it was, but there's a lot of this relationship between her and Seven that we haven't seen yet. So maybe if we knew that yeah. she looks up to Seven as a bit of a mentor, we're missing why LaForge is going to see Seven. Correct. Like, that's the big thing that's missing well, from this, which is why it feels a bit insincere.
0: I I believed that they had a history and she was just going to go check on her. I I could kind of feel that sort of camaraderie and Seven almost maybe feeling more like a mentor to her. Yeah. I just didn't understand why ensign LaForge is bringing up Daddy LaForge.
1: Yeah, huh? Like it yeah, just it feels that a little part, bit, doesn't it? That
0: part was like, let's not forget LaForge, and maybe was just everyone goes, he's gonna be in this episode, and then he's just super <laughs> not.
1: <laughs> no, I think it's more to give us a little bit of backstory on geordie and how <sighs> maybe it is a bit of a reach, but I, I mean, I, I get why she's pulling from that. I also don't think choosing to be a pilot instead of an engineer equates with being a formal borg i think that's a little bit patronizing
0: i didn't know what she was trying to kind of like get at it just it felt like a strange sort of attempt at one character to relate to another and it fails in front of you and i don't know if it's because the writers wanted it to to fail or if it was just didn't hit right
1: exactly because we don't know about her character yet
0: to me it was more like a hey fan base at home don't forget Jordi laforge is on his way next episode on picard (laughs) season three
1: don't forget jordi exists and this is his daughter exactly yeah, i get it so. of all of the scenes it that is like that the one part. that felt the most forced that yeah, probably no, I, was maybe my agree. least favorite sort of what did they do for the episode as well like seven doesn't use that in any way no. she doesn't use that advice it's no. almost like we had two minutes spare what should we do with it
0: and maybe i should have saved that for the sins but i just wanted to know what, how you felt about that mm. no i get um, it. yeah yeah i
1: think so. i just love this episode too much but um the music no not the music The rolling back to wharf really quickly the music Mm -hmm. that he's listening to when he's doing his calisthenics Mm -hmm. is just tip bit. it's the same um symphony that picard is listening to in first contact when they're pondering engaging the board and he's like contemplating his life choices
0: so it's just a little callback. that's so um, interesting
1: to an old movie
0: i sort of love that yeah
1: nothing is accidental um, what did we have? Was it, you said there was something about Jack. Jack? Yeah. yeah There's just like it. a
0: couple more maybe ideas or thoughts on, on Jack in this episode. I thought that they did a, a good job um, of giving him more to do, but there was like a couple things that I was really intrigued by. One is him sort of showing a bit more of his, um, how, what's the right word sensitivity to like how he's being perceived and that it it's it's he's letting it bother him a little bit like i didn't ask for this and he's sort of noticing that everyone on the ship who by the way were all hunting him like an hour ago or less so like last episode it wasn't it was a manhunt for jack and everyone knows this person is super wanted and then all of a sudden they're told okay now we're protecting him and everyone's just like what the fuck is going on and so they can see him as this exact symbol of their danger and their confusion and now people are getting hurt. And so he's sort of bearing the brunt of the judgment of those around him, whether it's professional or not, doesn't matter it's happening. And the way that he was standing in the hall, talking to Riker, just kind of watching people go by, he was still showing that he was confident enough to stand on his own feet and not run, but, and, but also be bothered by it silently. He's also silently managing Picard, being his father and coming face-to-face with his father, knowing that's his father. And we're learning more about the onion layer there. Then we see him helping people in sick bay and with bedside manners, kind of like assuring people. Uh, then we're seeing him go into savior problem-solving mode, risking his life for the crew, etc., they're really doing a good job of giving him some dimension, I think, in this one that I really appreciated because it still wasn't didn't feel like it was the highlight, the spotlight on him, but they cut to him just enough, I feel, uh, that I was really impressed by him. Um
1: yeah, I, th- I think they're doing a great job of giving him some added layer and act- extra depth. And Ed Spielers is just a great actor as well. Like, I love... Yeah. There are even some moments where I could see um, Picardisms in him in the way that he talks as well just really really, really subtle things oh, yeah so cool. that was, it was when he's talking to seven and P- one of the great things that picard does is use the use the brains around him he's not the person that has all of the answers but he surrounded himself with the best people so he's great at breaking down the problem and then saying right my command crew what's the solution and when he goes to when jack goes to seven and he's like I know that we're being traced. I know that it's because of a breadcrumb. You're the one with the brain. Tell me how these pieces add up. And Seven immediately tells him. That was such a Picard thing to do. And he just yeah. embodied a lot of how Picard gets the best out of his piece.
0: Yeah, I like that. I can see that. Um, I love that scene too, because <laughs> he punches out the guard and Seven's just like, you're insane. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so you're insane. Just uh, as long as we're on the same page here, like we both know that you're not you're not working with a full warp core.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, I think this, the dimensions of what we learned in this one about his character and how he just, he's obviously very guarded and he doesn't feel, they didn't make Beverly feel obligated to have a relationship with Picard. They didn't make Jack feel obligated to have a relationship no. with Picard. So much so as to basically even ignore him in the first couple of episodes. Like he's, he's face to face with his dad. And he's just like holding a gun to his head, essentially. I guess it was to Riker, but still it kind of is like, yeah. There's some stuff to kinda of go back and potentially sin stuff to process
1: a little bit. Now. But yeah, uh-huh.
0: yeah. Um, the other thing that I would want to mention about Jack, I he had an interaction with with Riker that I thought was fucking hilarious. I was I laughed really hard at it. Maybe it says a lot about me, but Riker um, <laughs> is giving Jack advice. Like when those yeah. people are kinda of running by R- Riker is looking at Jack like and like a science experiment, and Jack yes. calls him out on it, and he's like, "Please stop looking at me!" Like, and, he, and Riker's just—he's like, so <laughs> entertained by looking at Jack, knowing for sure that he is Picard's son, half and deadly, he's like half Picard. Yeah, he goes. I spent two decades in a spaceship watching you get cooked up before you were <laughs> born. That killed me. It's that such a Riker me.
1: thing to say. It really I mean, was, is. <laughs> it's so funny
0: it's like for those of us who live long enough to see our friends have children this is mm-hmm. what it's like and then you meet that kid when they're like 20 years old yeah and you're just sort of like yeah i watched the whole like before you were here yep. i watched you your parents were edging for years and then here yes. you are you know <laughs> <laughs> i've
1: seen everything that leads to you and that's weird
0: <laughs> it's you would though wouldn't it like all
1: of that potential potential energy the potential stuff and it's there walking around in front of you and Riker just has his boyish smile. Oh, it's just... so funny. He's he. This is the most Riker I've seen Riker be.
0: And then Riker shifts into like a little bit of advice, which I thought also potentially is a nod to Jack Crusher, which by the way, what a fucking great name, Jack Crusher. Jack Crusher. Um, to To be able to maybe propel him into the next stages of his adventure. Riker gives some advice on these people are looking to you in anger, but you can give them a good reason for why they're putting their neck out for you. And then later he goes on to obviously help with the medical needs, but I can see that seed planted by Riker really being meaningful for him because he maybe Mm. has reasons to just shun everyone and not give a fuck. But instead he might find that leader part in him that gives a riveting speech at some point in time and rallies everybody to his aid or something, you know? So I thought that was kind of a cool wink and nod. To Riker and and maybe that's a good transition to Riker and Picard, like you wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah, I think that's the last big bit of the episode. So we see this beautiful shift where we've had seven seasons of Star Trek and four movies of Picard in the command chair, Riker giving the counterpoint and having different different viewpoints and different ways of addressing problems. To be flipped now, first in a comical way, where Picard is like, I guess you should call me number one. Great. And just they're all on board. He's following orders. And then the combativeness where Picard is in a position of giving advice but not having the final say. And Riker has to make those calls now. And when the final say is on you, safety comes first. And Picard is, attack, attack, attack while we have the chance. And Riker is, I'm getting my crew home. And just super duper uncomfortable throughout. Take a seat, Admiral. (laughs) Like, shut up. Sit down. Yep. But then even more uncomfortable when he's just like picard get off the red you just killed us all and um, it goes hard that relationship takes a dive and i have no doubt they'll be fine but it, it's a, it's tough to watch it's like it's super uncomfortable but i think really well done
0: the entire thing between the two of them is going to be a delight to watch because it's a delight to watch these two act together there is a couple moments especially when they're like coming up with a battle plan where they're like giddy children and it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> because it's so serious there's so many lives on that ship and they're just like so yeah. do you want to like i don't know you want to blow it up or what do you want to do <laughs> that's
1: definitely where the writers are talking to the audience so like you want us to do it you want us to blow up the torpedo with the phases don't you like that's well, definitely that, nodding Oh, that part was so audience.
0: fucking cool and i know we talked yeah. about it already but the part we didn't talk about that is specific to riker and picard is that riker says uh, we should do this. And Picard just instantly is like, I know exactly what you want. And he turns over to the computer, he types it in and mm. just expertly makes this happen. And Riker's like, thank God, there's someone who knows exactly. It was like two brains Competent.
1: operating yeah.
0: at once. They they've been They've had so much time together. They don't have to have a lot more conversation for Picard yeah. to know exactly what to do. And I really, really liked that part. And I really, really liked them getting so giddy about how serious it was. And also, again, it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> like, Maybe take it a little more seriously, but <laughs> yeah. these are two old dudes that are like, "We're back in battle again, buddy. Let's, Let's go. go!" So yeah, yeah. And then it
1: suddenly gets a bit too real.
0: It does. It gets a little bit too real. But I, I thought that it was good. I thought I liked, I liked Picard's character work and Riker's character work together because they both continue to like show, like Riker's kind of coming into his own as sort of like a, a good voice of like father figure and advisor and captain. And Picard still has good things to say too, but he's like suddenly seems to be struggling with all of that. And I have some theories, but I'll save those uh, Mm. until
1: predictions. Mm -hmm. Yes. I still think maybe Riker comes down on him a little bit hard because they Mm -hmm. didn't have a lot of options. Um, They couldn't run anymore, but it's it's obviously building to to something big between them i have predictions but before the predictions any more notes
0: yeah i have a whole bunch yeah, of little bitty notes it. that i'll just kind of go through here go for i it. wrote down oh that's a lot of blood trail i guess this is why they don't use carpets anymore
1: <laughs> <laughs> good wow. point good point yeah uh-huh. um
0: i also had that i thought it was interesting that and i i hadn't really i noticed this in the first couple of episodes but i i'm I put it to thought this time, which is that the drug that they're showcasing in this one, because I think that the changeling is act- well, they don't know he's a changeling, so they think that he's kind of like having mm. withdrawals or whatever. I think it's interesting that they have the drug or the container of the drug looking like the blade of a knife. I just thought that was an interesting kind of visual mm. that I honed in on this time. I thought that was yeah,
1: no, that's a good visual. It's
0: pretty, pretty, pretty poignant. Yeah, Um is. The medical device we got to see kind of like restart a heart. So that was sort of a a glimpse at medical gear. And we don't usually get to see the medical interfaces very often. Usually
1: it's
0: kind of do like the little circular scanner thing and like the little spray thing, but we don't usually get to see like that. So that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I noted too, that when Picard goes down the lift to check on Jack, when Jack was dying, that you have Beverly and Jack, Beverly and Picard, looking over jack as he's reborn and i thought that was really interesting symbolism that he was there for mm. jack's second birth which yeah. is important i think that's uh nice. visually and it felt it felt really much it felt like he was taking his first breath or something and mm. i don't know maybe i read into it too much but you know it's, it was picard at there at that no, moment it was, when he was It needed. was
1: definitely supposed to mirror a birth yeah. scene you got both the parents there yeah, yeah, yeah i think that's really clever yeah no i agree um, with that that's a good point of view
0: and we also didn't mention i forgot about this part that jack also had f- strange and interesting flashes when he was dying mm. we didn't talk about that
1: no um, i think we're best to save that for predictions because okay. there is so little that we're given i think all of it is going to be speculation okay we will going to pin that for predictions all right the, uh, the, the, the of course they had to address his accent as well they had to is that in they the had Sims, to though? address his, <laughs> his uh, it's, Uh, what else was it gonna be he's fucking born in london went to school in london why the fuck else not like it's of course we all have to like an accent has to come from somewhere doesn't it um he
0: went to school and he couldn't shake it everybody
1: that's fine you try shaking your accent okay to engineering forest instances futile battle stations everyone
2: warning warp core collapse in 10 seconds
0: can we start with the sin from the audience today?
1: Can we start with the intro to the segment? Oh, okay. <laughs> this is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV shows without sin, even our beloved Star Trek ambassador. Should we start with a sin from the, this is from the chat today.
0: What a great idea, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking about the blood on the floor that that was one of my notes. It's like, I guess it's why they don't have carpet for easy cleanup. Mm. But Nick says, oh my God, Deneo is saving that for sins. That's why you need carpets, because it sops up the blood from the floor. And it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's for safety again against slopes and falls. <laughs> it's true.
1: It's true. The carpet becomes a living and breathing element of the ship. I love it. Now, I'm struggling to sin this show because I have such a fucking good time. So, like, everything just feels really nitpicky because overall, I loved it so, so much. Um, But... The biggest thing that took me out of the episode, and I'm amazed nobody in the chat has mentioned it yet, or the de-aging people, can we not?
0: Well, let's just say they can only do so much.
1: Yeah, so don't do it. it okay, it is not the worst I've ever what seen. What options
0: do they have?
1: Don't do it. Find another way to have that conversation. Find another way to do that. I Anything. Because then I just think about... Wow, it looks like you've been airbrushed completely in Photoshop, and it's unless you're Disney, you're not doing it right yet. Like it, even ugh, it's it's so distracting to me, and I just don't do it. Have this conversation anywhere else. If there is something about the scene that is taking me out of the show, then it you, I, I don't know, you just shouldn't be doing it. Uh, so so distracting. Riker's was okay. Picard's was pretty terrible. But yeah.
0: Mm, I don't think I minded it on, that much but we have to also just like Patrick Stewart's old he's old you know you can only DH yeah. that man so much even with uh-huh. some CGI assistance and I think that we just have to kind of go this is the best storytelling that we that we can get because we didn't have the the youth on our side they didn't have the thought to Pull them aside 20 years ago in real life and and record this uh, particular moment so that we could just go back and play the tapes. <laughs> but, I mean, possibly. But I would send the shit out of Riker's hair. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It just was like, <laughs> we're going to just add on some uh, some yeah. shoe polish to your noggin.
2: Um,
1: yeah but it was okay it was okay it was okay and no it just took me out of it i am um, blah, blah 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 blah. i will always moan about it i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry
0: you're fine you're fine you're fine um one of mine would be uh, we all already did the accent his his dna uh so it's it's in his yeah. dna everybody once no, but that was a joke once you're born once you're born english no um, that was a joke you, 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 it's just you, you go and you, you be around your people your dna people for like a semester or two, and then you're just fucked.
1: That was 100% the writers talking to the audience. It's like, we already know. We wrote this a year ago. We know that you've been bitching about it for two weeks, and here you go. That's fine. I loved it. I thought it was fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, another sin on Riker. Shut up, Riker. Stop Stop telling Shaw what to do. He knows you can't go to warp in the nebula. Stop talking to the audience. Like, I'm amazed Shaw didn't kick Riker off the bridge. He keeps giving out, like, Unhelpful, like just tips and hints on how to be a captain. And if they I'm can't sure, help I'm like, themselves, "Sit the fuck down you know? Yeah, exactly. They Can can't, you not they can't just help shut themselves.
0: up? Yeah, there, there's just
1: <laughs> stop undermining me on my bridge. Go away.
0: <laughs> it's like you know, once you get to a certain age, you just don't give a fuck because you're like, you know what? I know what I'm talking about, and I'm going to share my opinion, even though this is a very, very bad yeah. moment to do so. Uh huh. Yeah,
1: you can't stop me.
0: Um, I don't know if this is a sin or not. Jack wanting to tell the like the bridge about the potential like the 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 situation the leak the gas leak or whatever and he goes Mm. up to the door and the guy's like sorry can't come in here which by the way that's interesting to use your manpower to have a guard at the door when you could literally just tell the computer to lock the door but anyway um right so so jack's like and jack's like okay cool and he walks away and i'm like don't they have a way to send like an audio message just real quick like i know he doesn't have a comm badge but certainly there's a way to ping ping someone on the bridge no i guess not everybody can do that i don't know
1: no i mean is is a big sin that i've got is just the fact that jack gave up so easily like he
0: i guess maybe he thought about seven
1: well we needed the well the reason is because we need seven we need to give seven something to do this episode that's why he goes to her but it's i do feel like this is some crucial information that he's he has find a way to get it to the bridge or like, it could have really easily been a line to the security guard of, I know how the Shrike is following us. Do you want to be the reason that we die? And then right. at least the guard passes on a message. Jack accepts the locked door thing very, very quickly. and then Right,
0: the guard should have... Cool, the
1: then goes to Seven. The way fine. that this
0: is written, the guard should be like, go talk to Seven.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Like, how else did he get there? I, I yeah. don't know. It just, it feels like we needed the scene with Seven. Why not just make him run straight to Seven then? Because Seven should still have access... To the captain. We've seen her like pipe up and still be in control even though she's relieved. I don't know. There was a little bit contrived. A little bit contrived. Um, uh I think that's yours. Is it my turn? No, it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Um once and forever, for always, never to be unsaid or unacknowledged. Fucking seat belts, people. Would have saved your broken <laughs> leg, wouldn't it? Sit the fuck down. no Biker.
0: Wait, wait, Sit hold down. on. Hold on. What? We talked about this. I wanted seatbelts, and you were like, "There's inertial inertial dampeners." Yeah, inertial
1: dampeners. Yep. In the middle so, of a battle, you should be sat down.
0: Oh, okay, that's different.
1: Not always in seatbelts, and they have them in Nemesis. They, the Enterprise they has seatbelts. I was belts. impressed. Um, and wait, we haven't seen that. When did you see seatbelts? I was just lying. I right. did see seatbelts somewhere. You've seen seatbelts somewhere.
0: Was it? Was it? It was. Was it Strange New
1: Worlds? Might be Strange New Worlds.
0: I feel like. There was a moment when they sat down and they had some seatbelt action going on. I was like, "Holy shit, seatbelts!" Because I remember sitting seatbelts in and then being told about inertial go. Oh dampeners. no, I think it's
1: Picard. I think it's season one of Picard. I think I La was like Serena the has has seatbelt. needs belts. to sit,
0: guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's so funny how like you just see like people get thrown around the ship, and it's like so the inertial dampener is always the first thing that gets turned off because I feel like they should be the last thing that gets turned off. They mm-hmm. should be buried in the middle of the ship, whatever powers them. Um, but yeah, there we go. Seatbelts, people. How do they work?
0: Uh, um, I don't really have a lot else, and so I'll just say here that we will probably be going over quite a few sins from the uh, live viewers because there's a lot. Um, oh yeah,
1: let's do it. And let's well, do, I've do got you want to do that? Should we
0: do that now, or do you want to put them in the outtakes? Um, Up to you.
1: Um, no, we'll we'll do, it. we'll do it in the outtakes. We will do it in the outtakes um i have two kind of big ones that are kind of bugging me Mm -hmm. one of them is riker says hey tell engineering that they have as long as it takes us to get out of the nebula to get the engines working that's not how repairing things works riker it's not at your convenience it's it's not you've got until the count of whatever it's however long if it takes a day it takes a day, but this is Star Trek logic of Star Trek the engines will be fixed as soon as we need them to be fixed. All and then the time they, won't they be. do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of linked to that was a sin that you mentioned last week was why couldn't they just warp away from the nebula? And I really don't understand why they didn't warp away from the nebula last episode. Because the entire goal of this episode is fix the warp engines, which only broke after they got into the nebula so that they can get out and warp away so i don't i'm they haven't really explained why that wasn't an option and i guess it was because they were too close but i I, it feels Mm -hmm. like being in the nebula is a really bad idea
0: too close but then we also saw them warp away with a shuttle on the back of them and that was fine
1: yeah (laughs) yeah interesting mm -hmm. but yes um that was a big one so more sins will be talked about after the show with the, with the live chat who suggested plenty um so shall we go into some predictions yes captain we shall oh oh okay Two to me to the ready room <laughs> welcome to the captain's ready room where we hear our predictions for the rest of the season and bask in our queue like glory if anything we have previously predicted has come true um do you want a quick rundown of the predictions so far mm-hmm um Captain Shaw will be ordered to work with Cap- Picard and Beverly. Haven't had that yet. Ian thinks that the Zatvash is still in Starfleet. I'm taking that as a 50% win. We it's not the Zatvash, but we do have people that have infiltrated Starfleet. I'm taking that as a win.
0: Oh, that's not true. You said Zatvash. You just sort of said infiltrate and then you'd have it.
1: Damn it. Okay, noted. Um Vadik hasn't killed anybody to elevate her to super villain yet. Um, thankfully.
0: Oh yeah, because we thought she was going to be killing some folks this episode, I, didn't we? I,
1: yeah, I mean, if she was going to be the big bad of the season, then that makes sense. But if she isn't, then maybe that's not going to happen. I still think we're going to lose somebody. Um, we already thinks... have Shaw's dead. Shut up! He's not dead. Damn it! Um, Vadic is a red herring. Yes, I was right. Vadic is a red herring. She's not the big bad. The the changelings are. So I'll take that as a I'll take that as a win. Okay. And they think law is behind it all. We don't know that behind yet.
0: every single thing. Every second.
1: single thing, it's possible. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's no way that I can't get that one right because I'm saying every single thing that's happening everything. is because of law. Yeah, since yeah. day one. Exactly.
1: Including Jesus, everything is everything is law.
0: Influenced Beverly's decision to not tell Picard about her son. Yeah,
1: exactly. He's part of it. Um, all. So that's that's pretty much everything we have so far in terms of new predictions. What have you got? What do you think the red door is? The, the So uh, Jack sees a red door as he's dying. Um, he sees a dark door in a red room. flash of a room. vision. Yes.
0: What yeah, is that? Yeah, the door was like black, I believe.
1: Maybe it's a flashback to his own birth.
0: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> a rectangular shaped service. Yeah, Interesting. Just the birth canal of geometry. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Are they not rectangular? Wow.
0: Um... <laughs> There were branches. So his his vision was looking up at seven. Who had like these interesting, almost vine branch, vein like things coming from behind her, like up on the wall, maybe mm. that started to grow. And and then it was connect the branches. Find me are two words that I heard inside of there. Uh, mm. something. And then there was a flash of a nebula, a flash of a dark door, and that's all i really remember writing down i think there were some other whispers Mm -hmm. happening but i didn't have closed caption on and if i did i'm sure i would have some more details it's
1: not much to go on went by very quick
0: connect the branches well that's that's very that is very family tree
1: it's very family tree and it's also it reminds me of the great link and how the the changelings all connect together um and find me
0: what does find me mean
1: i mean someone's lost um There is another big leap if it's not the... The other big time that we've seen visions happen is with Cisco in Deep Space Nine. So I think I've mentioned ages and ages and ages ago that there are aliens that live inside the wormhole that Deep Space Nine is kind of stationed
0: Oh yeah, like the god-like people.
1: That's it. And the Bajorans see them as gods, but they're aliens that live in a wormhole and super... They, They see time as a soup. And at the end of Deep Space Nine, Cisco joins them. And becomes part of whatever. He is their emissary and he joins them and lose, he doesn't lose his body, but he kind of lives with them in the wormhole. So maybe it's Cisco reaching out to him. Maybe Cisco is trapped, but I don't know. In a female's voice? Well, they would appear as different people from your past or present. So, oh, they so in the seven, it would
0: make sense that it was seven on screen.
1: Yeah, because she okay. was the nearest person to right. hand. Okay, um, okay. Usually they appear as like a family member that you've lost or somebody that's like they've appeared as the entire crew of Deep Space Nine. So it
0: might make sense that okay, it's the question. wormhole aliens.
1: Question: mm-hmm. Is
0: any part of Picard still Borg? Uh,
1: if you've been in the collective, yes, everyone is.
0: What are the ch- What are the chances that part of Picard's DNA is Borg? So Jack has some Borg esque stylistic yeah. quality somehow what if this technology is that Borg portaling kind of thing? Yeah. So what if there's a little Borgish? What if this voice is Agnes?
1: It could be. Borg um, queen. I'm trying to think how that would work. I mean, I, yeah, Borg of
0: queen!
1: It's not impossible at all because- The
0: finale is going to be like when the MCU put every single person on screen that you know.
1: <laughs> you yeah, know? oh like, my goodness. Ah,
0: Agnes shows up and Worf <laughs> is here, LaForge is here, Forts everyone's here. Friends. Yeah, we'll see more about that. Those are just interesting things that pop into my head. I do have some actual specifics uh, predictions.
1: He did have Jack before his synth body. So Uh it Uh would have been, you don't have to worry about um, him being, it not being there anymore. The nano purge
0: had not happened yet.
1: Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. So interesting, interesting. Yeah,
0: Uh I I think, that. I think,
1: I I do think that Cisco could be coming back. I think it makes sense because.
0: Did you see something in a spoiler or something?
1: No, because the changelings are the biggest bad guy of Deep Space Nine.
0: And they live in a portal.
1: Who lives in a portal?
0: The gods. They live in that like little... They, they live in that... the. Oh, it's a wormhole, isn't it? It's different. Or is the portal gun creating wormholes?
1: No, no, no. The portal gun is creating portals. Yeah.
0: Okay. Is it a wormhole? The same, same difference? No.
1: Um. I mean, the fact that a, a wormhole is just two ends that kind of connect. Okay. So, yeah.
0: So, the if portal the gun founders... Is collect- are inside of a wormhole forever and this weapon is like wormholing everywhere mm-hmm. maybe the founders are like we don't really like this <laughs> we very don't much like
1: that you're using this yeah it's possible it's possible um i just think i know that avery brooks has said he's happy to come back to star trek it would be pretty cool to it, it's one of the loose ends from that era of tng that we don't have as well we don't know what happened to cisco we know where janeway is we know where picard is we don't. Cisco is just off in space. He doesn't have a happy ending as such. So, oh, it would no. Just, it becoming would make a sense god seems
0: back. like a pretty cool ending to me.
1: Uh, it sounds like the worst to me. I can't think of much. That would be terrible. Ugh. <laughs> People just demanding things from you all the time, blaming you for everything. It's terrible.
0: Are you ready to move on to the next prediction?
1: Next prediction. Let's go.
0: I think the nebula is alive.
1: Hmm. It's been hinted at
0: because it's got a bio scan of some kind. <gasps>
1: what if the wormhole aliens live in the nebula?
0: So. And also, I find it very confusing that the captain, whatever her name is, would just stop pursuing the ship. It kind of seemed more like one of those moments where you kind of draw someone into a trap and then you dump them into like a like for a bigger thing. So and here they are like free falling. And I'm wondering, how are they rescued? Like, what's going to happen here? Is it going to be like a LaForge well, shows up <sighs> in his own ship to rescue them? Like, what's happening? So There's something that they're Mm -hmm. going to be going towards that has some interaction, whether it's being saved or whether the nebula itself is something more. And I think that it could it could either be alive Mm -hmm. or there's living things inside of it somehow well, there's
1: there's always there's usually something at the heart of these nebulas that create them. So I wouldn't be surprised if the nebula is being created by this gravimetric disturbance at the middle. And gravimetric disturbance is so vague. That can be a time portal, a wormhole. I'm pretty certain that's going to play a big part in it. But I'm not I'm not really worried about the Titan getting saved because Vadik isn't trying to kill them. So the the very least that's going to happen is Vadik comes in with a tractor beam and pulls them out and saves them because she doesn't want them dead she wants them disabled she wants crusher i don't think we're gonna have anyone else swoop in to save them unless yeah maybe something is living at the heart of the nebula really interesting it's been hinted at enough this episode that i think that's probably gonna happen
0: if they are saved it'll be by laforge let's just
1: laforge isn't coming to the rescue he's a museum cur- curator he doesn't even have a
0: ship he doesn't know they're in trouble so we're gonna see LaForge forge when they go to daystrom Hundred
1: percent, yeah, totally. Not, okay. no, not Daystrom because he's not there. He's at the, he's at a museum of uh, the ship museum of something. He's okay. managing that.
0: I think he's going to come to the rescue. <laughs> His disagree. daughter is on a ship somewhere, and he doesn't and he's be- know. She's always he in might.
1: danger. He might. Maybe they haven't sent out a distress call yet. So unless they like, this is all happening within a couple of hours. So unless the Titan was expected somewhere, they don't even know to look for it yet. Shh. Okay.
0: But Bullshit. the the, yeah. uh, the shuttle had fully been disintegrated at some point in time mm-hmm. with pieces chunking off. So maybe somebody yeah. found it because on, space is on, so outside small. of
1: Federation space, yeah. Space mm-hmm. has a lot of space and corners. Okay, everybody. What a- I have another one. Oh, you've got... Right, let's do it. Another predictions, Good.
0: So, Ambassador, do you have another prediction? Yes, I do. Thank Ambassador, you for asking.
1: you got another prediction? Let's go. I have shop, a question shop. for
0: you. Was for that it. really Riker at the end who kicked Picard off the bridge?
1: Oh, I'm really glad you said that because that does lead into one of my predictions. I think one of the main crew are going to be a changeling. It's either Seven of Nine because of the vision and Jack is sensing that she's a changeling or it's Riker and Riker's a changeling. And that's why he's arguing with Deanna. He couldn't, like, Riker has been kidnapped and has been replaced with a changeling.
0: Oh, early on, you're saying? Early,
1: like early, early, early on. Oof. And that's why he's been arguing with Deanna because he couldn't maintain the facade. And yeah, Riker has been kidnapped somewhere and um, he's a changeling.
0: Mm, I was thinking it was more recent than that. I was thinking like in a moment where he stepped off to the bathroom to pee, the toilet turned from a, cha- <laughs> to- a toilet into a changeling and he's just possible. tied up in the toilet just off of the bridge and he came back out and then just... So like there's this moment when he and Picard are super happy to talk about strategy and then he kind of turns into where he's like, remove yourself from the bridge. You just killed us all kind of a guy. Mm. And that's the change.
1: No, I think it's all along. I think Riker's a changeling okay. all along.
0: All right. All right. I'm done.
1: Now you're done. Good. Me too. I think I'm done. I'm really glad you brought that up because I totally would have forgotten that. big um, Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you uh, at 1230CT if you want to come and see us live on Twitch. If not, we'll catch you next Wednesday. Um, until next week, does anyone else want to throw some weird shit at me?
0: And it's... Uh, uh, this is not warrior gear. This is casual. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and live long and prosper. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through Captain's Pod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice,
0: and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Oh shit, it's time! Run, Danae, Run! They're probably waiting for you! Okay, no, 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 don't have a link. Okay, uh, usually if I'm super behind the ball, he's sending me a link. But there is no link, so it's fine. Just mosey on in there, like you totally knew it was time to connect. Like you weren't just wrapping up four projects. Pretend like it's all very normal. Pretend like you went to the bathroom and you don't have to pee real bad.
1: You know they have like dolphins on the ship.
0: I have. I've been told this. I Cetacean still have a hard ups. time understanding it. Right? You've
1: Cetacean seen it. C- I've You've seen it in love decks. Yeah. I want to see it. In you want to see live action. action in <laughs> uniforms?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to ask, like, what would be the other animal that you think deserves a department on the ship? Oh, turtles, for sure. <laughs> what
0: are they looking after?
1: <laughs> what are the turtles looking after?
0: I just like how you were so shocked that I had an answer that quickly. no yeah, you had it so quickly. Like, why
1: turtles?
0: <laughs> it was instant. I instantly knew. <laughs> They live for so long. You know they have so much knowledge. So if we can read their minds, the things that they can catalog. Like, yeah, we've got uh, computers, but the backup system is turtles.
1: Yeah, there's trees. There's this leaf that I passed after about 10 years. That's tortoise. There was some termites that tried to eat my f- That was an interesting decade. And then after 75 years, I was... Four meters away from my home. Yeah, loads of knowledge. (laughs) Oh, Ambassador is giving me a very disheartened look. And she's out. I guess if they are in the future and around for a very long time, they're a really good living witness, aren't they? So if they've been around for 100 years, they've got 100 years of experience. But humans live until like 130, 140 in the future. Well, Dr. McCoy is like 140. Do you know, how, do you know like how long, like,
0: the oldest tortoise is? The, the lo- oldest living tortoise?
1: Like right, 170 years old.
0: <laughs> Did you look it up whatever I left? No. How old it's is a, it? 190.
1: Yay! I was so close. Yeah, no, I knew that somewhere.
0: So if you, if you multiply that by, you know, like, the future has allowed for, like, mm. them to cure diseases and whatever help with all tortoises. that shit, then the tortoises yeah. are living 400 years... They're basically like elves at that point.
1: They are. They are the elves of the... Or gnomes. Probably gnomes. They're the gnomes they of the... They are the gnomes. Yeah.
0: Or hamsters, maybe?
1: <laughs> no, hamsters are nibbly.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I mean, but you, you make it work. Like, what if the nibbling is part of what propels the ship somehow? Like, the energy from their little, tiny, little uh, mastication muscles, you know?
1: You are now talking about hamsters running in wheels to power the this Enterprise.
0: I didn't say wheels, There can, there's Jeffrey's tubes, just make them tiny, you know, they just yeah, but... can go all over the place.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, now the Jeffrey's tubes are kind of like hamster runs, so maybe we selectively breed hamsters to be huge, and <laughs> we, we put like conveyor belts in the Jeffrey's tubes, and as they run around, that powers the ship. Absolute chaos. As soon as there's like any kind of attack, you've just got hamster guts everywhere. It explains the Tribbles yes maybe that is it hamster tribbles are just evolved hamsters do
0: you want to hear something weird yes so i don't know if you ever watched the show catfish i uh, i have okay so it's replaying old episodes on mtv and mm-hmm. so i'm watching this old episode and i don't i must have seen it at some point because it's in my subconscious yeah i'm watching it and suddenly it comes back to mind Is one of the creepiest ones I ever watched, which is Mm -hmm. when they roll up on this dude's house. He's in his 40s. He's pretending to be in his 20s and he's sending, you know, sexy pics and talking dirty talk with these girls on Plenty of Fish. And one of them shows up with Neve and Max to solve the case or whatever. And Mm -hmm. he opens the door and he's just the most normal looking 43 year old guy that's insecure and has been pretending to be somebody else for several years. And he's just fallen in love with this particular girl that they've brought to him now
2: oh, and it just god. gave
0: me the worst feeling so anyway i'm I'm watching an episode and i'm like man i remember that weird creepy episode guy god that one freaked me out and it is that episode somewhere oh, in my subconscious yeah. i remembered the girl and now we're at the reveal and i'm like oh no it's that creepy old man house again shit i'm watching that episode it gave me fucking nightmares
1: the stuff that your subconscious holds on to, Yeesh. It's crazy. Isn't yeah. it weird? Like the stuff I can't remember, and yet that is like <laughs> buried in my head.
0: Uh-huh. It's crazy that it's still going as well. I mean, they know they have different hosts
1: of- Well, they have an endless supply of creeps <laughs> that are doing shit like this.
0: And they were- One of the newer episodes, they were talking with somebody who's- The guy she was interested in lived in one of three places. He said he lived in like, I think- Miami, Dallas, and another city. And they look over to their map on the wall, and yeah. they are the three largest cities for catfishing.
1: Oh, wow. Because they've
0: kept, they've kept track. Yeah. And they're just this, like, map on the wall Surprise. with all these hot red spots. And yeah. whoever the actual catfish is is pretending to be from all of the three most popular catfish uh-huh. areas. It's such a weird thing. Why do people do that? Isn't
1: that a big red flag if you're, like, on a dating website or something that the person you're talking to is like riddle me this these cities three which one of these will you find me right
0: (laughs) your little tweedle 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 tweet of you sucking on that water kills me
1: really (laughs) it's really confusing when i edit because i'll forget what it is and it's sped up because i listened to it at like like 1.5 star
0: trek and i'm like where is there
1: a bird coming
0: if we ever make a sound set for our show that it's like trek-esque it should (laughs) come from that tweedle tweedle tweedle
1: oh my god if i sped it up and raised the pitch you'd think it was a computer communicator chirp yeah i know for real
0: in our work chat uh jonathan was like Ian you're gonna love this episode (laughs) and Jonathan I'm curious what you thought that was gonna be for me I thought it was a spaceship battle like when the spaceship was just like there's all these really cool space scenes I was like oh this is gonna be why Ian thought this episode would be really cool Mm, why did you think that Jonathan wrote it
1: yeah I I'm guessing that Jonathan was talking about the changeling stuff as well because it's a huge DS9 callback I'm a big DS9 fan
0: oh okay okay and that's what Nick is... So this is like a big fucking deal. This
1: is a huge, big fucking deal. This is Oh, I huge. see. Okay. Yeah. Big, big, big deal.
0: Uh, Jonathan says, I thought just all the Wharf stuff, the right uh, Picard, Riker stuff, and the changelings would make Ian go crazy. And it did. Yeah. Right, Ian?
1: So good. All of it. Love this. I
0: never episode. know what Dene will like. <laughs> this
1: is true. This is yeah,
0: true. Yeah, I'm a little bit hard to predict. <laughs> yeah. This one was uh, from Nick earlier. Shaw's a fucking beast with bone sticking out of his leg. He looks at Riker and says... Look at me. You are the captain now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are the captain now. I love that so much. Like, you deal with this shit.
0: Flyboy asks, I'm probably not the only one asking this. Is Vatic a changeling?
1: I mean, a very oddly Possibly. behaving changeling. It's possible,
0: but... I don't think she needs to be. I don't because think she needs to be for this she's to She's kind of like the captain of this really interesting crew of people. Like,
1: Yeah, it's the warship thing that's really interesting to me. Is like, Beverly's right. That's not a bounty hunter ship. That's a fucking battleship. So she might be i want to know who the minions are are they an updated breen because the breen were working with the dominion so it would make oh, sense maybe their new the uniforms g- those guys yeah the creaky, clicky clicky people
0: josh zero uh who couldn't stick around for the show says i can't actually stay today i just wanted to say riker isn't riker Woo!
1: <laughs> so originally the chat were like riker isn't riker because he's his transporter double thomas riker Mm-hmm. and it may actually turn out that they're right mm-hmm. because he's a changeling imagine being that specifically right for the wrong reason that's incredible
0: flyboy says the saboteur changeling was disguised as an inanimate object on the elios maybe Ooh. yeah maybe possible. Now no, we no, 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 because now i know that's possible you probably knew that already news to me
1: because every- but everyone knows that crew member so i think he's been on the titan for a long time yeah because if he'd suddenly turned up they would be like hey who's this new crew oh unless he's taking the form of one of the anyway
0: he, well and then uh rima says i think canon is they can't turn into anything mechanical
1: yeah nothing with moving parts like a bomb or a weapon or something like you couldn't just like turn into a bomb and then explode it, it could look a, like a bomb a but not
0: be an actual exactly. bomb it couldn't gotcha. then
1: explode but who needs to explode when you can <laughs> strangle people with your webby tentacles
0: we were talking about how gates mcfadden was doing so well on screen jonathan says makes it more irritating that we didn't get more of gates in the movies than we did
1: Every day. I will make this argument every single day. She was done dirty by, by Star Trek.
0: Slab wants to change his prediction that Beverly dies to she almost dies and Wesley comes in and the travelers ex machina her away.
1: Yeah. I Ooh. mean, this is the problem with the queue. The, the, the queue, the travelers, omnipotent beings, they can always be the ones that come in and save the day. So and I think you gods. have to...
0: Don't forget about the portal gods. And the portal gods.
1: Yeah. I mean, and they kept doing that in Deep Space Nine as well. Like, they would, like, swoop in and delete an entire armada of ships um, because they because Cisco convinced them to.
0: Slab says, Sin, you tell the former head of Starfleet Medical to F off because she hasn't been CMO of a starship in 20 years?
1: Bit of a dick move. I mean, Jonathan um, Jonathan also mentioned, um, it ties back into the making the doctor look stupid to make Beverly look smart. You don't have to do it. You don't have to. At all. Both things can be true. And it is a dick move to assume that Beverly, who is the head of Starfleet Medical, does that hasn't kept up with medicine. Like, just wild.
0: If Shaw died before he could give command to someone else, who would take over the ship?
1: Um, the first officer or the third officer, but we don't know who the third officer is. We know that Seven of Nine is obviously first officer, but, uh, it but would she's in trouble right now, so she couldn't get it. Yeah. Or it, it would fall. To, it would probably fall to Riker anyway because he's the ranking officer
0: on board. Uh, Jonathan points out, finally, Rafi is interesting. Love the actress. I just never found how they used the character in the first two seasons all that compelling. They basically yeah, told us in episode two, um, he was the person in contact with Rafi, right? Or did I hear that wrong? I'm talking about Worf. And have they come flat out and said section 31 because that has to be who they're working for, right?
1: Um, yeah, no, they didn't. It was heavily hinted at because of the way he was talking but they didn't say it was wolf um and they haven't i mean the ferengi has mentioned section 31 but nobody has outright said that that's who wolf is beheaded, for. dead f- Indeed, yeah but it wouldn't surprise me like it wouldn't surprise me if he's section 31 now that would be pretty cool
0: nick is celebrating that the prediction from last week that he's not uh, actually starfleet intelligence was 100 percent right Go, i called it nice job good prediction um, This one's from Slab. I feel like Riker turned on Picard too easy. Yeah, maybe it's because he's not actually Riker. He's not actually
1: Riker. I it don't did happen know. quickly at the end, but hey. Yeah. When your ship plummeting towards a gravimetric disturbance, perhaps that's how it makes you feel.
0: Nick says, I really love the inclusion of the bridge crew, especially the Vulcan, Taveen, as she was awesome this episode. I yeah. agree. Yeah,
1: Tavine's great. I love the like Vulcan Tvign. on the bridge. Yeah.
0: Just enough Vulcan, just enough, like. A little personality, but still very Vulcan. It was really, mm-hmm. it wasn't too robotic. Um, and I liked the the way that her ears looked. It was almost like you couldn't yeah, like, tell. A you, little extra. they bendy. Were kind of like back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. I like it. Kill him. Kill Jack. Be brave. Be brave. Show. Murder the boy. I don't know. You think they'd do it? He's
1: going on the Star Trek cruise next year. It would be a bit weird. <laughs> Two episodes. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. He was one of the names.
0: Oh, was he? Okay.
1: Yeah. It's Spiegel.
0: Spoiler alert. God. That's possible. Mm. Riker, fuck.
1: Oh.
0: Fuck. Oh, fuck, Riker. Dude, I'm very uncomfortable, Dad. I'm watching my parents fight.
1: Uh Uh-huh. You're ready to get some information dropped on you, Danae. I bet you have all the questions.
0: I don't know if I have a whole bunch of questions or not. I'm always surprised. Let's let's, let's wait for the show. Let's wait for the
1: show.
0: (laughs) And that's why you listen to Captain's Pod for the most up-to-date and important information about Star Trek stuff from Mm -hmm. somebody who doesn't know Star Trek very well at all. (laughs) Thank you for listening.